Hello and welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. Your host Erica Vishkalis here and I'm so excited to dive into today's episode. Thank you guys for being here. So what are we going to chat about today? So of course, I'm going to share something I'm grateful for. I am going to share something I'm currently loving, which has been a new added staple to my health and fitness routine. I've been loving it lately. Can't wait to share. Of course, I want to dive into a main topic today. So we are going to talk all about the timeline that society has decided to place on us and kind of saying, fuck that. Also talking about the shifts that I think are happening in today's society, which I just want to dive into because I had this triggered in me recently and I thought it was a topic of conversation a lot of people can probably relate to. And then of course, we are going to talk all about the chakra card that I pulled. I'm so excited. It is a great one. Welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis, and I am a mindset mentor, personal development junkie, holistic health advocate, and lover of all things spiritual. At the Get Empowered Podcast, I'm here to help you overcome limitations, step into your power, and create your dream life. I've spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you're looking to heal, to be inspired, to uplevel your life, and to become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story, to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you are diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Hello, welcome to the Get Empowered Podcast. Your host, Erica here, and I'm so grateful for y'all being here today. And to start off this episode, I want to share what I'm grateful for. This week and right now, today, I am just so grateful to live in an area where a lot of different musicians stop and have concerts. It sounds a little silly, but growing up in the Detroit area, I was spoiled and I was in a place where a ton of people would stop and tour. Different musicians. I grew up going to a lot of concerts, mostly rock concerts, to be honest. And I loved it. Some of my core memories with my dad, great time. And I really haven't been to a concert since the vid. It was Jason Aldean. Yeah. I think the last concert I went to was Jason Aldean in uh, Detroit at DTE, which is an amazing venue. If you're in Michigan, go to DTE or also known as Pine Knob. Um, But I think most of the time they advertise it as DTE now great, great venue. But I am so grateful that I live in Phoenix now where they also have a lot of concerts and I scored tickets to one of my favorite favorite artists. She's up and coming. So they weren't ridiculously priced. And I do think it's a bit ridiculous how expensive concerts are nowadays. Like it's insane to me, depending on the artist. Um, but I got tickets to Megan Maroney. If you do not know her, look her up. I'm obsessed. I basically jam out to her songs constantly. Like her song Hair Salon, I literally know by heart, I think, and I sing it all the time just while I'm doing literally whatever. So I am grateful that I live somewhere where I can see some artists. You know, I know Taylor Swift was just here. It's where she kicked off her tour. Um, Morgan Wallen's going to be here, but I wasn't able to score those tickets, which made me a little sad. But also when I saw the prices, I was like, that's literally insane. So 
<laughs> you know, I am still of the era where you could get $50 fucking concert tickets. So when they're like 300 a pop, a thousand a pop, I'm like, that is just wild to me. Unless you're like VIP, that's insane. But whatever, to each their own. So <laughs> I'm glad I was able to get concert tickets. And actually, I think Jason Aldean is also going to be here in October. So I might go to two concerts in October because I love Jason Aldean. He puts on an amazing show. If you like country, guys, like one of the best concerts I've been to ever, hands down. Okay, so now what is something that I am loving for this week? As you guys know, I drink a lot of water. And I don't know if you saw the Stanley craze where tons of influencers and people were buying these like $100 fucking water bottles, the Stanleys. I know originally the price was like in the 60s, which is pretty standard for a large tumbler that lasts like all day, like keeps water cold all day. Um, like I have Yetis and Hydro Flasks and stuff. But the Stanleys took over the internet. And I, not going to lie, I kind of had FOMO and I wanted one. But because when I kind of figured out what the fuck they were, they were literally going for $100 plus, And I was like, I am not about to pay $100 plus for a fucking water bottle. So I treated myself to this Simply Modern tumbler. It's like a Stanley dupe. I really like it. I, if you're watching YouTube, you're seeing me show you. I got the like lavender color. It's great. Keeps me hydrated. I love it. And um, it's kind of heavy, but I like the handle. The handle makes it so much easier for my walks with the dogs in the morning. So I'm just going to set that down. It's kind of heavy, as you probably heard. But I really like it because it has a handle. It's 40 ounces. And I try to drink a gallon of water a day, or currently I am. I'm being very strict about it. So a gallon of water would be, what, 128 ounces. So I just need to drink three of those and then one more glass of water, and I'm good to fucking go. And people are probably like, okay, Erica, why does it matter? It's just a tumbler. Okay. Let me tell you, I personally don't know the science behind it. I feel like there has to be some sort of like science behind this, but one, when I have a larger water bottle, I drink more water because I just see it as like one big water bottle, you know? And so if I don't have to fill it up as many times that for whatever reason allows me to drink more water, it makes no sense. It's probably stupid as fuck, but that's just the reality. Also, I drink more water when I have a straw. Why? I don't know. I'm sure there's some reason there, but I always drink more water when I have a straw. So I love when I have straws. I had the Hydro Flask, or I still have um, the Hydro Flask, like a 40 ounce Hydro Flask. And I did like that. Here's why I was looking at um, the Simply Modern tumbler or the Stanley tumblers was because honestly, it didn't have a handle or anything. So it was one fucking heavy. It was a big ass metal water bottle and it was hard for me to carry on my walks with the dogs every morning. So part of my morning routine is I walk for 45 plus 45 to 60 minutes with the dogs in the morning. And I try to finish drinking a water bottle by the end of the walk so that I've started my day before coffee with 40 ounces of water. It's really good to hydrate before you have coffee. It's really good to start your day hydrated. So I really like that. Um, but I've noticed I drink more water now and I've noticed that the handle is just so, so much easier to carry, especially because it is heavier. Now, of course, these metal tumblers do tend to like scratch. So I have a couple little uh, scratches in there because I'm clumsy and I drop shit constantly. That's just who I am as a person. If you didn't know, now you know. But if you're looking for a good water bottle, if you're looking to drink more water, I recommend getting a water bottle that's 40 ounces, 30 ounces. I really like 40 ounces and that has a straw. 
I have the Simply Modern. I'll put the link in the show notes. I really like it. It's, it comes in a couple different cute colors and it's just allowed me to drink more water. And I just honestly, I like it better than the Stanley. I think the Stanleys are not as cute as the Simply Modern ones, but I do think that the Stanleys have better colors, but they're also like sold out everywhere um, except for like Poshmark or eBay where they're like a hundred dollars. And if you want to spend a hundred bucks on a water bottle, fucking go for it. But I personally am not, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. So, all right, today's topic, what are we diving into? I wanted to share something that got triggered for me pretty recently, but I've now processed it. I've worked through it. So I think it's time to talk about it. And that is the timelines and the pressure that we put on ourselves, especially as women, but I feel like men have this too. But honestly, guys, this conversation might be geared a little bit more towards women this week because I was thinking about it. Let me just set the stage. Okay. I'm 29 years old, not married, not engaged, don't have kids. Who cares? Realistically, who cares? But it's very easy to get into the comparison trap, right? Like a ton of my friends are married. A ton of my friends are having kids. And, you know, as women, we're kind of told that, oh, the biological clock is ticking. Once you're 30, you're fucking old. And once you're 34, you're going to have a geriatric pregnancy. And it's like a big scare tactic, to be quite honest. Even though I know, of course, there's science there. I understand that like if you have a pregnancy a little bit later, there's increased risk or you may not be able to get pregnant, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But I just have been kind of struggling with this concept of these perceived timelines of why haven't you accomplished this yet? And I have talked to my therapist about it a handful of times and something he brought up a while ago, which I think was kind of interesting was, well, I did also go to grad school and he was like, the longer you're in school, it tends to push back these life milestones. And he, you know, he has a PhD. He was like, my wife and I got married like later in life, had kids later in life. And that tends to just happen when you go into higher education. So I know that's part of it. But I just was thinking like, why do I actually fucking care? Why do I care? You know, why do I care about, I don't have XYZ thing yet. And who knows, maybe I never will when I'm happy. You know, like I am happy. You know, you heard my uh, podcast episode potentially with Kyle and I, and, you know, I love our relationship. I love where we are. You know, we've been dating for what, just over a year and a half, and I'm very happy. And I know that every person's timeline is different. So why do I care so much about society's timeline? That's a great question. <laughs> and I think it's partially because for me, I just really struggle with like, I'm not good enough. Or of course, I think a lot of us have this like fear of missing out. And that's what I wanted to talk about today was just the perceived timeline and the perceived things we need to do based on societal standards, based on the norms, you know, versus what is best for you. And also divine timing. I'm a big, big believer in divine timing, right? So basically, let me just tell you the story that happened really quick. I was at a family function and I was multiple times I was asked, when are you going to have a kid? When are you, when are you and Kyle going to have a kid? And jokes were made about it. Things were said, and it wasn't just once or twice. I mean, it was like five to 10 times. And 
this may sound stupid because in the moment I just kind of laughed it off, pushed it, pushed it aside. You know, I made one comment like the first time it was said, I was like, well, when he gives me a ring, we'll have that conversation because I'm a little old school and I at least do not plan on purposely having a child before marriage. That's just me. I mean, if it happens, it happens, but I'm not like going out of my way to. And um, I was just getting very activated by these comments, uh, partially because I just think as a society, we do not value women unless they fucking do certain things. And I think that is just utter bullshit. So going to say that, okay, first off, I'm going to say that I was getting so frustrated because I'm like, I have more value than the fact that I am potentially able to bear a fucking child. Like just because I don't have a kid doesn't mean I don't matter. And my whole value in society is not fucking placed on whether or not I have a fucking child. So if we could stop bringing it up, that'd be great. Especially because like Kyle and I aren't there yet. Again, if it happens, it happens, but we're not fucking trying by any means. (laughs) And we just both have goals we want to hit first before we have kids. And we both do want kids, God willing, but we've also both are the type of people that are like, well, if we can't, we can't. If we can, we can cool. We're going to just roll with the punches, see where life brings us and go based on whatever timing works for us, right? For all these big milestones, marriage, engagement, kids, everything, business, like everything. We just are rolling with it. And I'm a big believer in, you know, everything happens when it's supposed to. And I'm a big believer in, you know, whatever challenges I'm meant to face, I'm meant to face, whatever things I'm supposed to experience, I'm supposed to experience. So for example, you know, one of my big insecurities is, okay, Erica, you're getting close to 30. If you wait too long to have kids, you're not going to be able to have them. Or maybe you won't be able to have as many as you want. Or what if you struggle with infertility? Cause like, you don't really know until they start trying. Like I said, I'm not fucking trying. So you don't know these things until you're presented with them. And what if that happens? And what if this picture I have that I want for my life doesn't come about? And I just know that I need to remind myself, well, then that is how it's meant to be. If I'm someone that's meant to struggle with fertility, then then I'm meant to struggle with it. If I'm someone that's not meant to struggle with it, then okay, great. If I'm someone that's supposed to get married later in life or have kids later in life, so be it. If I'm someone that's not supposed to have kids, then so be it. And it's one of those situations where Sometimes I wonder, is this something that I am stressing over or is this something that I feel pressured into and thus am stressed? Does that make sense? I don't know if anyone else is struggling with this, but sometimes I think about, Erica, why do you care so much about what other people say, what other people think? And, you know, even someone made, so Kyle kind of made a joke when these things were being said, he was deflecting and he goes, oh, well, we might just be dinks. I don't know if you've heard of the term dink, dual income, no kids. He was just joking about it. And again, we both want kids, but like, we're just, we don't want them right now. So he was joking. He just made a joke to kind of stop the conversation from happening. He's like, oh, well, we might just be dinks. And, you know, someone was like, oh, well, Erica, I guess you're gonna have to quit your job, you know, because then you won't have a dual income. And I was like, oh, that's fucking sexist. (laughs) that's cool. We love that. As in, we don't love that at all. And in the moment I was just so taken aback. I didn't like say anything. I was like, um, interesting. And again, you know, Kyle and I have had those talks where maybe I would be a stay home mom if like we had kids or I'd try to continue working from home or whatever the case may be. Because if I do have kids, I definitely am interested in homeschooling and all that good stuff. So I'm not shitting on anyone who does like stop working when they have children. That's cool. Do you? But 
I was just like, I like how that's the assumption. You know, first we're just, you know, pressuring me to have a fucking child, which is a massive commitment. It's massive thing on your body. Like that's really frustrating. And I've had so much happen in the past year. Like the last thing I needed was a kid. So that's been like the last thing on my mind in a lot of ways. But then at the same time, I do feel this pressure based on society and um, other people that just make me feel like I am behind. You know, how many times have you just felt like you aren't living up to the societal norm or the societal standard and you just feel behind? And it sucks, right? It kind of hurts. And this is my reminder to myself and I guess also to you guys that your path that you are on is perfectly designed for you. Whatever obstacles you're meant to face, you face them. Whatever wins you're meant to have, you have them. Whether your timeline looks like everyone else's, it doesn't fucking matter because whatever timeline you have, whatever experience in this world and in this lifetime that you have is the one that is meant for you. All the good, the bad, the ugly, the fun, the happy, the sad, it is meant for you. And so my challenge to myself and thus to you is let's stop comparing ourselves and let's just be grateful for everything that we have along the way and all the experiences we have along the way. You know, Kyle and I joke sometimes, oh, I really wish I'd met you sooner, but actually I don't. Why? Because I needed to go through the things that I went through to be the person I was when I met him and to make it work. Just like he needed to experience the things that he experienced before we got together to be the right match for me, right? We needed to go through these different experiences. And I'm a big believer in like soul contracts. I really think that we have these soul contracts with people in our life, whether it's a romantic relationship or our family members or our friends. I really do believe people are in our lives for a season. So I was like, you need to to go through these different seasons of life before I was meant to be in your season of life and like vice versa. Just like with kids, if I'm meant to have kids, like they will come to me. If you haven't read the book, Spirit Babies, is it out there? Yes. Is it very woo-woo? Also, yes. Did I find it to be one of the most comforting books ever on this subject of fertility and honestly, even abortion and miscarriages? Absolutely, I did. It changed my perspective so much. And to me, it made so much fucking sense. So much sense. But that's just me. Also, I'm sure anyone with like a strict religious belief will call bullshit on it. So just know it is like a woo-woo spiritual book. But it it brought me so much peace and comfort when I was thinking about that because I do get scared sometimes. I get scared that I'm behind. I get scared that if I wait too long to do XYZ thing, I'm not going to be able to get the outcome that I desire. But again, I may not get the outcome I desire, but I'm going to get the outcome I need. And that can be really difficult to remember in those times where you're frustrated or you're sad or you're in your head. So remember that whatever life experience you're meant to have, you will have. And all the good, the bad, the ugly that comes with it, it is part of your karma in this lifetime. It is part of the experiences you're meant to have. And that can be really difficult. And also, you know, if you aren't grateful for the life you have now, why would the universe, God, whatever, bring you these things that you desire? And that's one reason why I practice gratitude so much is because it is so incredibly important to be grateful for what I have now to even make room for new things to come in and new things to experience. And how many times in life do we feel behind? I think this is all the time. You know, like I said, a ton of my friends are married or are engaged. And not being that, I sometimes get my head about that, even though, like I said, I'm extremely happy. 
I'm happy. And if you know me and if you've seen my journey over the years, like a ton of people tell me all the time how they're so grateful to see me happy. And I'm like, yeah, me fucking too. Right. It's awesome. So like, who cares? Who cares? Realistically, not me. But then I noticed that honestly, the societal pressure to do X, Y, Z thing has been so fucking strong. And now I do think it's shifting in my generation and the generations younger than me. You know, I think us younger millennials specifically are kind of one of the first to as a whole and as many of us are getting married later, having kids later, maybe not at all to either of those things. And I think that's beautiful. And I think it's beautiful for us to all just allow us to live on the timeline that we're meant to. So I do think that pressure is decreasing, but it can be challenging. And I know, you know, I felt that same way when I was in grad school and I had all my friends that were like getting their big kid jobs, but because I was still in school, I was not. And I was like, oh, I feel behind again. Or how I didn't get my first full-time job until 2018. And again, that's because, and I graduated in, well, I graduated undergrad in, uh, let's see, in 26, or no, I'm sorry. I got my first full-time job in 2020. Yeah. In 2020, I completely fucked up that math. I got my first full-time job in 2020. I graduated from grad school in 2018. I graduated from undergrad in 2016. So it was a full four years before I got my first full-time job after college or after uh, my undergrad. And now of course I needed grad school. That's why I went to grad school. But you know, it was difficult when most of my friends were already several years into their career. And I'm just like, Hey, I mean, yes, I had done internships. I'd done fellowships. That's why it was delayed. Right. I did all the steps. I did all the things to get where I wanted to go. And then fucking like three years in, I was like, peace bitches. I'm out. And I switched careers and it's been a beautiful thing. And I needed the experience and I'm so grateful for it. And I love where I'm at. Um, but it's interesting because it's like, okay, you were rushing to get to this thing. And then when you got the thing, you didn't even fucking like it that much. So this is the lesson. Why do we keep rushing to get to the next step or get to the next milestone when we may not even like it when we get there? Why do we keep rushing? We need to stop rushing through our lives and start just enjoying the moments and the processes. I mean, I hear this um, from women with kids all the time and parents with kids all the time. Gosh, I wish I like still had them when they were babies. Like, I can't believe they're already six or seven or 10 or 15 or what the fuck ever. Right. I mean, shoot, my youngest brother is 10 years younger than me almost to the day. And I cannot believe he's a freshman in college this year. I'm like, where the fuck is the little seven year old? that I once knew and loved because that's when I moved out of the house was when he was um, eight years old, right? Because again, we were 10 years apart. So it's just crazy to see and it's crazy to watch him grow up. And that's where I'm like, Erica, stop rushing through your life. And this is something I've been practicing and I encourage you to practice too. You know, someday, God willing, universe willing, if I do have children, I'm gonna look back on this time and be like, remember when you got to be super selfish with your time? and not have to do anything for anyone else. And you got to just do whatever the fuck you wanted. Like, I know I'm going to miss this period of my life at some point. So why am I constantly trying to rush the next thing, the next milestone to get there versus just enjoying the present? And this is where I'm kind of thinking I need to reread the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. It's a very good book, but I read it many years ago. And it was one of the first books I read that really helped my spiritual awakening quite a bit. 
And I'm just thinking, I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but I know a lot of women, especially in their later 20s, early 30s, feel this pressure. I feel like it affects women more than men in certain spaces, especially the biological clock thing. Like, I hate that for us. I hate that pressure for us. And I know that science is getting better, but at the same time, you know, anatomy is anatomy, biology is biology. It is what it fucking is. And I mean, one thing that scares me now, to be quite honest, if I'm just being very vulnerable, is I know a lot of women my age that struggle with infertility. They struggle with it. So then I do the math and I'm like, okay, well, I probably wouldn't even be trying for a kid for another like two or three years. By then I'm going to be in my early thirties. And then is that too late? And then what if I struggle and blah, 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 blah. And you know what? This is where I'm just working on, like what I am currently working on is being grateful for what I have as well as just accepting that whatever path life gives me is going to be beautiful, it's going to be special, and it's going to be meaningful. And I think that's sometimes why I get really activated when people are like, oh, when are you guys going to have kids? Oh, when are you guys going to get married? Because it's just a reminder that I don't, quote, have the thing yet. And that I may never have the thing. And then I get in my head even further and I'm like, well, you don't have the thing because you're not good enough for the thing, which is bullshit. And I know that it's bullshit. And that's where I'm just being transparent with you guys because I think a lot of times people think, oh, like you have worked so much, like you don't have these struggles anymore. No, no, I do all the fucking time. This has been a seven year plus process, but it's still a process and it's still struggle. And it's, it's still something that I'm working through, right? Because I am not perfect. (laughs) Far from it, actually. And I just remember that no matter what life I'm going to live during my time on this planet, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be magical. It's going to be fulfilling. It's going to be rewarding. So it really doesn't matter if I check all the boxes or not. And if I do it in the order that society has told me to do it, right? Like none of that shit matters at the end of the day. And I've realized that. And I don't know if anyone else struggles with this. So I could be just, you know, speaking to the wind, speaking to myself right now. But this is my reminder to you guys that it's so important to just be grateful for what you have in the moment. And I'm saying it to you because I need to hear it. You know, and if I need to hear it, someone else probably needs to hear it, right? That's kind of why I share these things. And I share these moments where maybe I'm down or I'm struggling because I know that if I am, the likelihood of someone else as well is pretty high. And then ironically, guys, you know, this might not make any sense either. On one hand, I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool to be a parent. But then I look at like some of the struggles that parents face nowadays and not to bring it up, but, you know, we just had the recent school shooting in Nashville and all these school shootings are just absolutely horrific. They just tear my heart apart, you know, honestly. But this one, for whatever reason, it just really like, I don't know, it just hit home harder and it it makes no fucking sense because I have no ties to it, but I just feel like it just, it breaks my heart. I don't know if it's because it was a female shooter this time or whatever, not going to get into the politics behind it, but I don't know what it was, but it just like, it made me so sad. It made me so sad. I think just seeing so much hate in the world, right? But we're not going to go down that sad low path. But then I think about, okay, Erica, think about what it's like to be a parent right now. I hear all the time how difficult it is in today's society to be a parent with everything that's going on the school systems, with people not feeling like it's safe to send their kids to school, which it's probably not, you know, realistically. Um, That's why I want to homeschool if I have kids, or at least at this point. I don't even know if it's feasible, but whatever. Cross that bridge if I ever get there. 
But what I'm saying is I need to be grateful for where I am right now because I don't know what the next phases of life are going to bring. And I need to one, make room for them. I also need to not rush my way through life. And I think a lot of us do that. We want the next thing, you know, especially like, for example, when I was in school, I just wanted to graduate so I could get the fellowship, so I could get the internship, so I could then get the job and then have the big girl job and then move up the ranks in the big girl job. But that didn't actually bring me any fulfillment. So I work so hard for this thing. And I realized that at the end of the day, I should have just been more grateful during the journey and I should have just enjoyed the journey more and been more present. So I guess my challenge for myself and a challenge for y'all on top of that gratitude component is just being present, being present in your life, being present for yourself. Because honestly, at the end of the day, like we never know how long we're going to be here on earth. We never know what obstacles are going to be like put in our path and we never know what our life is going to turn out to be. So we might as well enjoy the fucking ride. So that's just something I've been thinking about. I don't know if this resonates with anyone. I don't know if this was boring as fuck. Sorry if it was. But I just think that sometimes, especially women, we tend to struggle with this timeline that society has put us on. And I think what's really cool about a lot of people waking up and escaping the matrix and these younger generations really not giving any fucks, which kind of terrifies me, but I also am here for it and I love it. (laughs) I love it. I really do. Is that we can create our own fucking timeline. We don't need the timeline that generations before us had. We do not need these societal standards. We can make our own fucking standard. We can be the creator of our own life. And how fucking cool is that? So we're going to, we're going to leave it there, but just something to think about. Okay. And what's kind of fun is I did pull a chakra card for us because I'm, I'm loving doing this. I don't know if y'all just think it's a little too woo woo. So if you kind of pause episode at this point, I don't blame you. It's okay. But we pulled the inner child healing card. And as I was talking about when I was discussing, you know, today's topic and the insecurities it brought out in me. A lot of that was my inner child wounds of I'm not good enough. I don't deserve it. Blah, blah, fucking blah. So of course we pulled, if you can see on the YouTube, the inner child card, which is associated with the heart chakra, which typically is like a rose quartz crystal. If you have one, I don't. So I use this beautiful pineapple quartz crystal. If you can see it, if you're watching, um, I fucking love it. But basically with this card, there's a couple of things here. So first of all, it's just a reminder to be open to the inner child within you. And this is potentially, again, take what resonates, leave the rest. If it doesn't resonate with you, just it's chill, not no biggie, but someone out here needs to hear this message. I'm convinced, or we would not have pulled this card today. I know I need it, right? So inner child, is connected to the heart chakra. And a lot of times we have blockages in this heart chakra when we have, you know, maybe some family trauma, when we have some inner child healing work to do. So this is your reminder to do that reparenting work. I think I talked about it like two episodes ago. I got some good feedback on that episode that I believe it was episode 56, 55 or 56, where, you know, people had reached out to me and were like, wow, I hadn't even thought about reparenting myself. Yes. Many, many, many of us need to work on reparenting ourselves based on the inner child wounds that we have. And that's not shitting on our parents. They did the best they could with what they had, right? Just like our parent, like the parents of this generation, they are doing the best they could with what they have. So this is your reminder to allow your inner child to heal. 
give your inner child some TLC because honestly, I think one of the biggest things that you can do to help your heart chakra is just show love to yourself. Stop beating yourself up so much. I mean, shit, I just talked about in this whole episode how I'm beating myself up over not reaching XYZ thing. Okay. And so I need to give myself a little bit more kind kindness and compassion and love, a little, a little TLC. And so something I've actually been doing to help heal my inner child is activities that I loved as a kid. That is a start. If you're like, okay, Erica, how do I heal my inner child? Well, one, I'm not a fucking expert. I'm just going to share with what's worked for me. So one thing I've done is really looked at what are things I enjoyed to do as a kid? Like I mentioned earlier, singing, um, fashion, doing my nails, getting like ready for the day. These are all little things that I'm doing to like heal my inner child as well as, and so I need to show it love, right? I need to show the inner child Erica love. And part of that is when I get upset about something and I'm able to connect it to my past. Um, one thing you can do is just how can you show that younger version of you love. And this might sound very woo-woo, esoteric, but sometimes even just imagining yourself hugging that inner child and maybe giving it the love that it did not receive when it was younger or the attention it needed. Like one of the things I'm most proud of is I am actively becoming the woman I needed when I was younger. And again, that's not shitting on the women that I had in my life. They all did the best they could with what they had, right? Just like I'm doing the best I can with what I have. But I am working on healing those inner wounds by showing them love, showing them compassion. And so when I'm down, I do let myself feel the feelings. I just choose to not get stuck there, like I talked about two episodes ago. So how can you show your inner child some TLC? How can you also, here's another big part, play. One of the best ways to heal your inner child is to play. Allow yourself to play. So like I said, what what did I like to do when I was younger? can you implement doing those things? So for me, a big part of my play, my inner child healing is allowing myself to get out in nature, yoga, singing, art, doing my nails. Like they're all different things. Maybe, you know, one thing I love, it's honestly so fun to see. So as you heard on our relationship episode, as I've mentioned before, Kyle is obsessed with Honda ATCs. So also I'm just going to put it out there. If you have a Honda ATC, a three-wheeler, or even just another three-wheeler of another another brand, you know, let him know because he may want to buy it off you. That's why our backyard is fucking full of them. And a lot of people actually would be like very annoyed by how many he has, right? A lot of people would. Here's the thing. I see how happy it makes him. I see how much love he has how much, how passion, how much passion he has for the Hondas, for the ATCs, for going out in the desert and riding. And it's very fucking cool to see his inner child get to experience things that he didn't get to as much as a kid as he wanted to. That's why he's so fucking obsessed with it. Right. And just like he likes to see me do things that I used to love to do as a kid. And it's just, honestly, when you see someone else doing it, it just inspires you. So this is my reminder to you. This is your sign. Do some inner child healing. Maybe look up ACOA. Maybe look up reparenting. See if you need to get into a more active community to work on these things. If the wounds are really deep, you might. And that's okay. There's no shame in that. I mean, I think that me being in those communities has helped me the most in my growth and allowed me to really um, dive deeper and heal on a deeper level. So inner child healing. If you want to meditate, 
I would work on the heart chakra. You can look up like heart chakra frequencies on YouTube. You can look up heart chakra meditations. Um, You can just meditate with like a rose quartz crystal. Like I said, I have a pineapple quartz crystal. So yeah, that's today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's been really fun. I'm enjoying this change up in how I'm doing things. I like sharing things I'm grateful for. I'm loving sharing the chakra cards with you. I'm loving sharing what's just on my mind and on my heart. So thank you all so much for listening. Please give me your feedback. Tell me what you're grateful for. Tell me what you're loving. If you try any of my recommendations, let me know what you think. You know, let's let the pod squad know. So thank you much. Well, thank you so much for listening and we will call it a day. I'll talk to y'all next week. Do not forget to stay empowered. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time to be a part of our Get Empowered community. Don't forget to check the show notes for the resources I shared in today's episode and of course to connect with me on social. You can find all of our offers and community links at empoweredwitherica.com. I always love hearing from you so don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and tag me with your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Let me know what you loved and what you want to hear more about and share it with someone who you think would love it too. I cannot wait to share more with you. I'll see you next week and don't forget to stay empowered.